have a question for you. When was the last time that you stopped everything you were doing, I don't know, maybe you were like carrying a bunch of stuff at the time and just put it to the ground and then just broke out in a dead sprint? Just like, you know, just like the full-on type sprint, like you're like running to, yeah, I know, some of you are laughing, right? Like you're running to get somewhere, right? To go somewhere and do something. I ask that because this morning's scripture has a little bit of running, and I'll just give you a little bit of a, a story about this running. My, my middle son, his name is Grayson, and uh, he had these like skateboarding shoes, and this is the vision that I get of the disciples when they heard from Mary Magdalene that Jesus uh, was no longer in the tomb, is that my middle son had been wearing these bands, these skateboard shoes, and he just this past week he wanted to get new shoes. So he wanted to get running shoes, right, tennis shoes. And so we get back from Macy's, and we get to the house, and I, I swear, I wasn't even done, like, pulling the stuff out of my car. And all of a sudden, Grayson comes out of the garage, like, dead sprinting, trying out his new shoes because he is going to be a track star, going to run and share his, the good news that he got these new shoes with his neighbors. And then just after Grayson, my oldest son, because he also got new shoes, bolts out, just, like, thinking that these shoes are just going to change everything, right? that he's running as fast as he can to show this exciting news. Well, I don't know what the last time you sprint was, but I know for me, it wasn't out of excitement. To use my children as an example, again, we live near the beach and we walk to the beach on a regular basis and uh, on a, not on too regular basis, my daughter takes a scooter with her, and she's normally pretty good. But the last time I dead sprinted was all of a sudden carrying everything, and Stella goes around the corner to where we can no longer see her, and we're just like, Stella, stop! And I drop everything, and I just start sprinting, right? Because if you know, the roads can get a little crazy here in Kailua, especially uh, along the beach access areas. And so that was another time. Another time I broke out in a dead sprint recently is when I thought to myself, oh, shoots, my laptop is in my car, and it is right there for anyone to see, and, and it's unlocked. I swear it's unlocked. And so I just, like, just start running, right, to the car just to, like, make sure it's there because it's, like, everything for my work and for my personal life. <sighs> it's exhausting to think about, right? But I, I imagine that the last time you flat out sprinted might not have been for the joy and excitement that we think of on this Easter day, right? The same joy that our cakey have, like my sons, you know, showing off their shoes. That last time you might have ran is, you know, maybe there is a tragedy going on, or you watched someone fall, or you can't remember the last time <laughs> that you broke out into a sprint. But that's sometimes okay. In fact, if you think about the story here of the Scripture, what were they running for? We like to think of Easter as this day, right? We got the Easter lilies, the candles, everyone's excited in their Easter Sunday best, and they got the flower cross, and we're ready to be here to go and to be excited about this day. But the early people who ran, Mary Magdalene, for example, thought someone had stolen Jesus. They, she was going there to perform a, a ritual by herself and only to find that Jesus was no longer there. And so she starts running uh, that same fear and, you know, anxiety and sadness just makes her get out into a sprint to go get help. Someone had taken their Lord and they didn't know where he was going to go. And the disciples, too, you know, we like to think of the, you know, Peter and John running to the tomb, excited, you know, frolicking and skipping, but they're flat out sprinting because they're worried. 
They're worried for multiple reasons, probably. At the one hand, the Roman authorities and the Jewish leaders probably would have thought that the disciples took Jesus from the grave and then wanted to make up some sort of myth like he rose from the dead. And if they made up this sort of myth, what are they going to do to them? And so the fear and anxiety of the danger of, yes, of Friday is still looming in the air. And so they're fearfully running towards the grave on that day to see what had happened. And they don't leave that place with joy and excitement. They leave with tears, and they go home, and they lock themselves into a room, the upper room. And later on, next week, we'll talk a little bit more about what that looked like. So I wonder, what is it that brought you here today? Perhaps you didn't run. Perhaps it was a, you know, get the shirts on, you know, do all the things or get yourself ready. You know, perhaps it was a slow crawl of herding cats out the door to get here today. But what brought you here today? Was it excitement and joy to celebrate that he is risen? It could be. Was it the thing you do on Easter morning? It could be. (laughs) Perhaps you're looking for hope, though. Perhaps amidst all the things that have been going on in the world from Ukraine and Russia to the pandemic to everything else, you're just to something that happened in your life, to the break of a relationship, to a devastation of your family, you're just coming to hear something hopeful today. What is it that brought you here? Or perhaps you're, you're amongst the people that say, you know, I'm here and this is the thing we do, but I know about all this. You know, someone raising from the dead? Uh, maybe. We'll see. And you might think to yourself, I'm a little out of place because I got these questions and I got these doubts. Well, it took Mary three times to figure out what was going on in the story. And then Thomas, later on in the same gospel, doesn't believe it at all until he touches Jesus and experiences him for himself. So if you're here not knowing why you're here, if you're here with the questions and the doubts, that's okay. You know, one of the things I I doubt about, I question, is the whole narrative of Easter sometimes. That sometimes people talk about Easter and the death of Jesus, and I just have a hard time with it because they talk about it as like, you're a bad person, so Jesus had to die so that you can go to heaven. It's a narrative that's out there. If you, by his blood, we have been saved. But that's not the power of Easter, at least in my perspective of it. See, because that's one perspective of why Jesus came and why there was Good Friday, but I think it misses the point of the power of this day. See, because the thing about Jesus is that Jesus lived this sort of unabashed life, that he lived out his teachings in a way that caused people to be uncomfortable, said, turn the other cheek when you've been offended. He tells his disciple, give of yourself as the way to experience the kingdom of God. It didn't make sense to the people. It didn't even make sense to his closest followers. And then his leading by example led to Good Friday, led to an execution by the oppressive regime of the time. 
But that's not the end of the story. Because Jesus came and on the cross, he didn't die because you're some bad person in need of saving, like because you have all these like, you know, things that are wrong about you. He died so that you may be free. And we can't understand that freedom without the resurrection. Because at the time, even still today, the most definitive thing that all of us will experience is death. And at the time, nothing could stop the power of death. And the framework, the idea that something beyond death was possible just didn't make sense. Like, death was the end. It was done. You go to this, like, gray place of nothingness, both in Greco-Roman world and then even in the Judaism, like, in their, their theological perspective. It was over. And yet, somehow, Jesus defeated that on this day. And all of the disciples and the early followers are trying to grapple with, what in the world does this mean? We've never heard of this. This doesn't make any sense. It even says in the Gospel of John, they didn't understand that he would raise from the dead. The ultimate power of this world was defeated. See, because friends, I don't, I don't know about you, but I have a hard time thinking that you're bad because you did X, Y, Z mistakes and that you needed some judge divine to bring down a hammer on an innocent person, even though that's the dominant Christian narrative. But what I do believe is that we are frail and broken. And what I mean by that is that we choose ourselves over loving our neighbors, and we live in a world that is just so intertwined with problems and challenges that it just feels like you can't get free of them. I mean, just think of the world problems that we've seen since the last time we celebrated like this on Easter. From the pandemic to Black Lives Matter movement to, uh, you know, we have the war in Ukraine. There's just been so much going on. And then on top of that, it's been our own lives of this sort of mess that we're caught in. I, I want to be a better version of myself tomorrow. I swear it. I'm going to do it. But, oh, it's just so stressful when the kids are home behind their computers doing school. I, I swear I'm going to be a better version of myself tomorrow. I'm going to help others better, but I just can't free myself from the pain in my hip to get out of bed to have the energy. Our, our lives are this mixture of complicated stuff going on. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person, but it means that we're just kind of hung down, chained down by the structures of society, by our own perspective on how we ought to live, how we ought to be, by the voice of our parent in our ear saying, you should do better. <laughs> That's the power of this day, though, is that all of those things that weigh us down, those powers and principalities, the, the things of this earth that kind of keep us locked into this place, well, those powers 
have been defeated. That through the cross, Jesus shows us that not even death can stop the love of God in your life and around you. And if you don't believe it, that's fine. Pastor Brian, you're speaking a lot of hope to me. I just don't know about this. That's okay. None of the disciples believed it either. They had to start living it over and over again and believing it day by day. And God started doing stuff in their midst, things that they never thought were possible. Jesus did crazy stuff, like, you're going to do better things than me. And he's like, Jesus, you walked on water. You, like, rose people from the dead. You healed people. What are you talking about? I can't do those things. I can't rid myself of that mistake I made when I was in my teens. I can't help that child be the version of themselves that I want them to be. We carry that with us everywhere we go. But the stone that once stood there, that once shackled us to the ground, on this day has been rolled back. And friends, that's the power of Easter. It's not that you're bad, someone needed to die, but it's that through this action of God and the world on the cross and going and descending to the dead and coming back to life that God has defeated anything that might stand in your way, in love's way in the world, that Christ on this day was victorious. And that is something worth holding up, something worth believing, something worth believing in you that you are no longer bound, that the kingdom of God is at hand and available right here and right now. Nothing can stop you. God's love has defeated death on this day. So now what do we do? Well, now, we're going to sing about it later, we try as best we can to be an Easter people. Easter people is a people that does not believe that the obstacles in front of them will defeat them. Easter people is a people that believes no matter how dark the night gets, there is always light at the end of the tunnel. An Easter people shares with a friend who's battling depression, not just words of trite, everything's going to be okay, but a shoulder to cry on, the support of love, encouragement that they need. Easter people are people that say to our youth, it doesn't matter, you know, what ethnicity, what gender identity, what any, that you are beloved by God. Period. A child of God as you are. Easter people are people that don't believe, don't listen to the words of noise that so easily are creep, creep into our ear. So I don't know where you are on the spectrum of why you're here today. What caused you to run? 
But how do we start running this thing called life as an Easter people? Free from the expectations we hold on ourselves. Free to believe the audacity that somehow, some way, peace can come in places even as terrible as they are right now in Ukraine. So how will you start running? Be like those kids putting on their new shoes and sprinting out the door to proclaim he has risen. Friends, nothing, nothing can stop you from living the life that God has in store for you, the fullness of life, because the tomb has been rolled back this day. And we are free. We are free.